0: This is Toastcaster, your communication, leadership, and learning lab, your host, Greg Gazin, speaker, blogger, author, and syndicated veteran columnist of Troy Media. Episode 157, New Year's resolutions not working? Try naming your year, with our guest, Dave Fuller. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Toastcaster, your communication, leadership, and learning lab. This is your host, Greg Gazin. Welcome to a new year, and it's about this time of year we think of resolutions. Statistics show that 80% of resolutions do not get fulfilled. But our guest today has a fresh approach to that subject, and then when I read about it, I thought, yeah. And that's just one of two reasons I wanted to have our guest on today. Our guest today is Dave Fuller, he's an award winning certified professional business coach and author of the book Profit Yourself Healthy. As a business coach, Dave has worked with leaders from over 200 organizations from three continents in the past six years. Dave has 35 years of experience owning and running his own companies with more than 50 employees. Dave has facilitated training for hundreds of business owners and professionals since 2015 to help them earn more and worry less. And like myself, Dave is also a contributor to Troy Media, where I first read his article that we're going to talk a little bit about today. Dave, Happy New Year and welcome to Toastcaster.
1: Craig, thanks for having me on. It's great talking to you this morning.
0: We're already a few days into the year and already countless people have asked about New Year's resolutions, or every bit of social media has a bunch of memes, they have all kinds of different sayings, people are putting, posting all kinds of things. From your philosophy, from what I read in the article, you're saying that resolutions have been sort of out for a while, but they're coming back into fashion. Can you share a little bit about that?
1: Well, Greg, uh, like you, I grew up in the 60s and 70s and, you know, I remember my parents talking about resolutions and some of the resolutions might have been to quit smoking or to go hunting more often and make sure they got a moose this year. Or they might have uh, had a resolution to uh, get a bigger TV than a 12 inch or something like that, whatever it it was, you know. Nowadays, resolutions were in fashion just as New Year's parties were in fashion. You know, the big gala New Year's. And, right. You know, we don't see that so much every, anymore. You know, people would get dressed up and go out, you know, for the New Year's party. And then they couldn't work for three days after. But, you know, that's something else. <laughs> Times have changed a little bit. And, and over the years, I think New Year's uh, resolutions faded away because people really – uh, weren't very successful with them, and um, you know I start to you know like you I started seeing it in in social media coming back in the last couple of years more you know this year even more than than last year even it seems like and people are talking about New Year's resolutions and what they're going to do and hey I'm going to post more TikTok videos or I'm going to smoke less weed or whatever it is they they want to do right I'm sure it's the you know early early in January here and you know I'm sure that uh, people have broken some of those resolutions already so you know I was saying in my article that perhaps there's a better way. And, and I was at a uh, conference a few years ago, Greg, I was asked to speak at a conference. There was a couple hundred people there and the, the organizers, so I was just speaking on leadership at the time and uh, the organizers, they did this little thing where they said, okay, everybody sit down here and write down, Hey, what was last year? If you could name last year, what would it be? Uh, you know, people were writing down what the name of last year. And then they said, we want you to name this coming year people would started writing down some of their things. And then they asked them to get up on stage and and say what their names of the year were great. People were getting up and saying, this is the year of uh, fortune, or this is the year of love, or this is the year of breakthrough, or this is, you know, they're the, the going on, right. This is, you know, you know and, and I started thinking about it as I was going through and I, and I hadn't experienced that before. And I thought maybe I'm going to try that. Maybe I'm going to name the year. And I came away from that, that session and I said, you know what, I'm going to name the year, the year of awe and wonder. I want to see things that are awesome in my life. I want to be awesome. You know, I want to wonder about what's going on and take a step back. And what I did is I just stuck it on my computer, the year of awe and wonder. I just stuck it on right in front of my computer, just on a little sticky note. And I, it forced me to look at it all year. And at the end of the year, you know, I I looked at it and I realized, you know what, that was pretty neat. And so then I wrote another article on it and, you know, and then, um, you know, I got my clients to start doing, it. and then I do strategic planning for, for clients. And, you know, I always get, we do a group strategic planning. I had 50 companies on, you know, in early December and a and hundred people. And we, we talked about, Hey, what was your year? Name your year last year, name your year this year. You know, and I guess through COVID there's a lot of, a lot of focus was on COVID. But then coming out of it, you know, people have different names for the year. And so it's, it's really interesting to see. But it's something that people can do in naming their year that just gives them a little bit of focus that's different than a New Year's resolution. Let's dig into this just a little bit more. Now, first of all, why do you think
0: naming is important?
1: Well, I think that when we're trying to move forward, and I, I guess, you know, like I had a company for, you know, a lot of years and, you know, and I floated along, you know, and I floated along through my life a lot of, you know, a lot of times, <laughs> you know, and if, if you know me or, you know, people that know me, I, you know, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm moving fast. Just having something that slows you down and says, Hey, this is what my focus for the year is. What is it? Just grounding grounds us. And in the sense that we don't have to be thinking about you know, 50 different resolutions or 10 different resolutions, or it's the year of listening deeply or the year of being present to people or the year of focusing on gratitude or whatever it is. So, you know, we're focusing on one thing. In doing so, it allows us to just have something in the back of our mind and, and something that grounds us throughout the year, Greg, that we don't have to push ourselves to, to fail, right? And it's that failure sometimes that kind of gets to us. That's interesting. You
0: mentioned the word failed because I've heard in the past, and this is something that I've also shared in some leadership training in the past is that when someone is stressed, someone says, Oh, I'm stressed. I am mm. I'm all upset. Things are not working well. Quite often. One of the techniques in terms of reducing people's stress is to give it a name. Like mm-hmm. what is oh, it? You know, is it anxiety? Is it fear? Yeah. Is it something that's happened to you? And by giving it a name, you're giving it an identity. And I, mm. this sounds like a very similar concept.
1: Yeah. And, and I haven't thought about it that way in that sense, but giving it an identity. And, and it also helps, I think, for people if they go back and name the previous year. And you know what? Some things happened to them. It was the year of calamity or it was the year of stress or whatever, maybe not stress, but whatever it was, the year of whatever, the year of COVID. But naming it maybe does something like that that helps us, helps us uh, deep inside, right?
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because if you, if I look at the laundry list that you shared, I thought it was great. You listed some of the old style resolutions, and then further down, you had a list of what your friends and what your kids' friends were actually thinking. One common thread I noticed was that most of them are, they had the word more, less, or one. Mm. Right? You're going to do more of this, less of this, or you're going to do this, this once. But that's not very specific. With that in mind, with the naming, You said, you know, it's the year of awe and wonder or the year of love or the year of healing. Is that specific enough to be effective?
1: To be honest with you, you know, I'm just playing around with it like, you know, like you are. But let's say it's a year of healing and we're looking for healing and we're like, and I think it has to go both ways, right? It's like, hey, am I, you know, is it the year of healing for me? But can I also heal other people? right? Mm -hmm. Is it the year of, uh, kindness? Am I being kind or, and also am I looking for kindness in the world? Right. You know, not like, you know, kind of like the kindness diaries or whatever that guy was traveling around. I'm not saying that, but you know, we have to look at it as, okay, we're going to pick a word, but I think as we, as we focus and we meditate on that word throughout the year, you know, our, our things grow, right. You know, it can change us.
0: Okay so looking back at maybe your last year's word what what was that word and and what did you do about it and how successful was that for you
1: <laughs> Well now if you ask my wife it might be different cuz I, I said it was the year 2021 was the year of listening deeply Oh okay got it <laughs> You know as i as I was sitting in Zoom meetings all year and I didn't think about this at the beginning of the year But I wanted to listen deeply sometimes, you know, and I work with clients and and sometimes, you know, people are, are rambling on and they're talking about their business and their life or whatever. And I get a little bit distracted because maybe I've heard it 50 times before, but each person is different. And so I wanted to listen deeply. One of the things that the year of listening deeply did for me is when I was on these Zoom meetings. You know, I would be sitting there and I'd be thinking, okay, I'm going to get an, I'm going to knock off an email or I'm going to knock off, a, I'm going to get some stuff done or I'm going to trade some stocks or whatever it was. No, I'm going to listen deeply. Right. And so it just grounded me and just hopefully made me a better person. I'm starting to get
0: some clarity here. I, I think to me, it's almost like if you have a word, and you're doing whatever you happen to be doing. If you have that word, you said, taped to your laptop or tape right next to your camera where it says, look here. Uh. Then when you're busy doing your daily thing, then you have an opportunity to look at that. And there's an opportunity there to sort of bring you back into focus. Almost even asking you the question, am I listening intently?
1: Yeah. And and that's what it did. Right. You know, and that's what it does. And, and, and as I was writing the article this year, I was starting to go back and try to look for some of the, some of the other ones that I had taped on. I only got three years taped on here now, but each year has a little bit different focus. Sometimes the themes are the same, you know, depending on who you are and, you know, what you're kind of working through, you know, mine are really around you know, being present or being nice, you know, being present and, you know, to my clients because, uh, you know, that's something that's difficult for me, right? You know, I feel like I got ADHD like every other entrepreneur. (laughs) You know, I think that, you know, if it's a year of healing or whatever it is, there's, you know, you might have to do something around healing for two or three years, maybe, you know, before you move on to something else. It might not be exactly the word healing, but it might be something else, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's personal to each individual. That's right. What's interesting, Dave, is that, again, remember I, I mentioned earlier on that there were two reasons why I wanted to to speak with you. With your naming, you, you said that 2022 is going to be the year of kindness. And it's really funny because on Facebook the other day, someone had actually posted, you know, put a word that describes the the upcoming year, huh. and I had put kindness, and I think for a couple of reasons. One, you turn on the news and there's just so much stuff going on. People are stressed, people are upset, all kinds of things going on. I was at uh, the mall the other day, and you're seeing people arguing with a sales clerk. Uh-huh. I keep thinking to myself, and my my wife had passed earlier this year, so of course my frame of thought is a little bit different recently, uh-huh. and I kept thinking, is this going to matter next week, next year, yeah, five years from now? And if not, why are we getting all stressed out? Life is just so short. We're seeing people, we're seeing the numbers staggering, right? When you see the in memoriam for the celebrities that have passed away, you know, sadly with Betty White passing Mm -hmm. away on December 31st, just a few weeks shy of her 100th birthday. To me, the word kindness just popped in. And so when I saw that you had the word kindness as your word Mm. for 2022, I thought, (laughs) OMG. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So if your word of the year for 2022 is gonna be kindness, what is that going to look like? What are some of the things that you're going to do in addition to sort of posting it up on your monitor? What are some of the actions? What are some of the activities? Just so that people can figure out ways that they can put their word into
1: action. The first thing I do, you know, and I, I come and I sit on my computer, you know, I, I get up in the morning and I got a little routine and then I come and look at my emails and do my little work and do a writing or whatever it is. And I'm sitting in front of it and I look at this word, it says 2022, the year of kindness you know on different days it'll mean different things but i think it has to start within us right it's like okay how can i be kind i need to be kind to myself but i also need to be kind to people around me and you know i go into into places or people irritate me i have some employees and i have you know some clients and and for me sometimes it's really difficult to be kind cuz i cuz i Like I said, I'm moving fast and I, and, you know, I don't have a lot of tolerance sometimes for, for people that are, you know, not moving the same speed or don't get it or, or whatever. And so for me, it's one of those things where I'm working on myself and I'm trying to grow, right. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to be a better person and be the, you know, kind of the best version that I can be. And so. I am re, really using this word to slow me down when I, be, when I'm thinking about, you know, when I'm thinking about being agitated, okay, this is, this is a year I'm going to be kind. I got to be kinder. It, again, it's just that grounding. And so, uh, you know, it starts within, it starts within and then hopefully it goes, you know, it spreads out. And then at the end of the year, I've been kinder to some people. Hey, you know, I haven't been as reactionary, you know, when somebody says something that I don't agree with, can I be kinder? Can I, can I look at what, you know, from their point of view. And, you know, just like you said, Greg, can, you know, there's people that have different view points than I do. Can I appreciate where they're coming from and be kinder to them instead of being inflammatory, making the world more of what it is at the moment? Yeah. It's definitely going to be
0: different things to different people. It almost sounds like it also gives you an opportunity, as you mentioned earlier, is to stop and refocus because obviously. The idea behind resolutions whether we like that word or not is to accomplish certain things for the year or to focus on certain types of goals and it sounds like if you have an opportunity to focus in on something whatever it happens to be love happiness kindness etc etc it might give you a better opportunity to get those goals for the year
1: greg i'm just using that to frame my whole year but I really believe in using goals. And so, you know, when I'm working with clients that have their businesses, whether they're a hundred million or, you know, 500,000 or a hundred thousand, whatever they are, you know, I encouraging them to set, okay, what are your goals for the year? So they're setting goals, you know, and then, and then breaking it down into, okay, what can you do in, t- in the next 12 weeks? And, and I do a personal thing, you know, where I pick, uh, you know, myself, okay, what are some things that I can do in the next 12 weeks that will just make things better or that I can focus on? And so, you know, those are maybe more around, you know, new year's type resolutions, except for they're in 12 weeks instead of 12 months. And so I feel that I can accomplish them more and I can track them better because I don't lose, because they're not, you know, the time span's not as big, right?
0: Yeah. So we're beginning a new year. We're going to find, we're going to name our year. So of course we find some focus that's just one aspect. We still know that we need to set some sort of goals for the year, whether it be personal goals, whether it be business goals. And what is your philosophy around that concept?
1: Well, Greg, that's a great question because, you know, for a lot of years, I just floated along, you know, in my company and in my personal life. And now, been working as a business coach, but I, but I came across this at a conference, uh, you know, in about 2010, where this guy started, you know, was talking about 90 day plans and everybody left the room and I was, it was just me and six other people in this room for 300 people. and, And this guy gave this presentation on doing 90 day planning. And so I started using 90 day planning with my company, with my team. And, uh, you know, I found that that 12 week focus really can make a big difference And, and then I took that and I started using it in my personal life. What are, what are two or three things that I can focus on in the next 12 weeks that will help me be a better person or whatever, lose weight or, you know, whatever. So, so some of the things in my 12 week plan might be, okay, I'm going to meditate for 10 or 15 minutes a day. You know, I'm going to try to do that for 12 weeks, or I'm going to cycle uh, up this particular hill. 50 times in the next 12 weeks or uh, I'm going to, you know, in terms of relationships, maybe I'm going to take one of my kids out on a date once a week for the next 12 weeks, whatever it is, you know, it just kind of gives us a little more focus. And so I prefer actually the 12 weeks to the, to the long-term planning. Although, you know, we do strategic planning with companies and, and we get them thinking about, okay, what's, what do you want in five years? And then what do you want in one year kind of thing? Yeah. It almost sounds
0: like if you focus on your word of the year that can help you sort of morph into your goals because you're a little bit more focused, you're a little bit more grounded. Is that is that fair?
1: Yeah, although to be honest with you, my, you know, sometimes my word or you know the naming the year, it, it can and it you know it does and it doesn't have uh, some correlation to you know, for my business, for example. You know, I name the year for my business the year of focus. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I was, you know, because our company is, you know, jumping around a little bit. And so, Hey, let's focus on one or two things. So the year of focus. And so we'll bring that into our staff meetings, actually, you know, we'll talk, Hey, are we focused? Right. You know? And so then we bring in also, then we'll bring in our, what are we working on our 12 weeks, 12 week plan. Right. Okay. And maybe our big goals. So it's just one more thing, but again, it's, it's this foundation it's foundational, I guess. Yeah. Like you're saying. But foundationally, it's the naming the year, it can really ground the whole year and then just help you achieve these different things, right?
0: Yeah, almost give you that umbrella, sort of the the shape of the cake pan, and then you have the little pieces that sort of make up the entire cake.
1: Yeah, exactly. So for example, if it was the year of a family, for example, maybe you're naming it the year of family, maybe in your 12 weeks, you're going to be doing certain things to improve your family, or if it's a year of mental health. Hey, what are one or two things that you're going to do to work on in your mental health? You know, maybe it's exercising or maybe it's, you know, maybe it's meditation or maybe it's uh, going for a walk with a friend or going outside, whatever it is, right? So now
0: that we're into a new year and whether someone perhaps is now going to be going back to their office or they're going to be working remotely, what are some of the ways that you think that people can help their teams perhaps name their year and get them to start working on that overall plan? Because for some people, this is going to be a new concept. Sometimes trying to get people to change the way they've been doing things forever is a little bit of a challenge. So what do you suggest in terms of getting your teams become more aware? How would you sort of bridge that into them?
1: Well, this is a great, fun exercise and a discussion to have at a staff meeting. Say, hey, I want to take 10 minutes and I want to talk about what, how could I, let's name the year for last year. If we were to name last year, what would it be? And then you're going to get your team to discuss. And you, you know, you ask people, Hey, what would you name the year? And everybody, you know, even the quiet ones, they've, they've, as soon as you've said it, they've thought of something, right? And you ask it, and then you're going to have a lot of fun with that. Oh, it was the name of, you know, the dog's breakfast or yeah, whatever it was, right? Okay guys. So let's, what do we want to name this year? If we were to name 2022. What would we name it? And the fact that as a leader, we're asking our people to contribute something gets them engaged just in that. And then, you know, if you come together around something as a team, well, that can make a huge difference in inspiring them a little bit. And it's just, just one word. And then you just bring it back. Hey, or it was the year of, uh, you know, it's the year of positivity. How, you know, did we, were you able to do that? You know, what, how do how were we positive this month? Or did we find a customer that's positive or how are we, you know, whatever it is. It's just one way of, of developing a culture of engagement.
0: Oh, that's great. And of course, with, if you're talking about the year of positivity, then saying something to the effect of, well, how can we project that into the future and what, what is that going to look like? And what are we going to do about it?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Great. Yeah.
0: Would you be naming the year for the organization as well as individually, or what would that look like?
1: Yeah, I do like, we do it as a company, uh, you know, as a company, we name our year. So our year is a year of focus you know, for our company, you know, cause we're jumping around and we want to get back focused on a couple different initiatives. And then, you know, I encourage people to do it individually because it is different, you know, and so you can have, Hey, when I go into work, this is what we're doing, but I'm going to be kind at work, you know, cause that's my, year of kindness, whatever it is.
0: Oh, that's great. That's super.
1: We'll make sure to put a link in the show notes to your
0: article on Troy media that's entitled new year's resolutions are out. Naming the year is in Naming the year inspires and motivates a new year's resolution that often ends in frustration. So Dave, before we wrap up, first of all, thank you so much for being on the program today. It was, it was, a it was quite refreshing. It was quite interesting. I'm just wondering two things. One, if you could offer any piece of advice for someone that perhaps might be having a challenge in naming their year. And then of course, how, if people want to learn more about what you do, how can they find you?
1: So Greg, you know, naming the year, the the thing about naming the year is uh, intuitively, you know what you need to work on. Don't overthink it. Just pick one word you know first comes to mind or second comes to mind, you know that you want to uh, you want to focus on this year and uh, write it down. Stick it on somewhere where you're going to see it. And then, uh, you know, halfway through the year, if you feel, okay, well, it's not the year of kindness, it's the year of madness or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> feel free to change it. It doesn't matter to me, but you don't overthink this thing. Just pick a word, you know, that you want to work on, you know, for yourself or you want to attract, you know, and, uh, you know, a few years ago, I watched the movie, The Secret, and this goes along with something like that. You know, just putting something in front of you that you want to, to attract and into your life or you want to work on in your life. And it, it makes a difference. It's, it's like goals. If you write them down, you're going to have a much higher chance of succeeding and achieving them. So this is what you're doing. Don't overthink it. If you have a question, feel free to email me, dave at pivotleader.com. You know, we work with businesses mostly, but I'd be happy to entertain um, your questions and feel free to reach out to me.
0: And of course, it's okay if your word changes, but please try to make sure that you at least try to pick a single word or a couple of words. Otherwise, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Exactly.
1: And being kind, I'm trying to be kind this year. So people feel free to email me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, folks, we've named our year the Year of Kindness. What are you going to name your year? And, folks, if you've enjoyed this episode, please let others know. Please share with others. And, Dave Fuller, thank you so much for being on the program. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Greg, thank you for having me. It's been very kind of you to to invite me on. Once again, this is
0: Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes, because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about, and perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies, a new book by Greg Gazen, Geared to ages 8 to 80, whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at OutsmartingTheButterflies.com.